The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, we know that that extreme cold weather warning continues uh, across the region. Uh, records are being broken uh, around the province. And we also know that, you know, this happens every winter. We we have a couple of weeks of this deep, deep cold. Uh, regardless, uh, it is a challenge for those who work with um, yeah, Edmonton's homeless and those who are chronically unhoused and making sure that they are safe and wanted to check in with Ian Matheson who is the director of operations at Boyle Street Community Services this afternoon to check in on on how things are there. Ian thanks for joining me this afternoon. You're welcome thanks for having me. All right give me an idea on how things are at at Boyle Street right now what is uh, what is you know if you take a look around what is the situation there um, uh, you know over the past week and and as you look ahead into next week my goodness yeah this has been a long one we're used to dealing with these cold snaps but uh, certainly we're going into day five or six of this so it's it's a long haul and then we've got quite a few more days to go um you know it's been okay uh we've been busy um as busy as we can be because we're still we've got a cold weather protocol layered on top of all of our health protocols and COVID 19 Mm -hmm. protocols that we have to keep in place so we can't increase our capacity and we often have a lot more people in our in our space um but we've extended our hours um and of course, we're working across uh, the inner city uh, sector with the city of Edmonton and all of our other agency yeah. partners um, at Tipinawa, uh, the convention center, to make sure people can shelter in place and can find a place to sleep at night. And if they're out in the cold, that they have access to transport to a safe mm-hmm. place. So it's been a, a cross-sector collaboration that uh, I think we're doing okay, but definitely the strain is creeping in for our staff who are working on the front line, but mostly, of course, for the the people who are out in the cold on days like this and um, sometimes don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, some of those numbers. Are are um, folks accessing the warm spaces that are available? And, um, you know, are, 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 are there still folks who are, are spending overnights outside in this weather, Ian? Uh, we certainly hope not. We, um, we do see some people try to tough it out uh, on occasion. That, of course, drops quite a bit when the weather gets extremely cold like this um, and folks uh, then do move to shelter space. Uh, fortunately, we've done a good job this winter of, of making sure that there is lots of shelter access and space. So um, I think there's less people who are in a tough situation. Um, but I always worry about that, and I know our staff always worry that there might be somebody out yeah. there who, um, you know, is for whatever reason trying to, to make it work, and we just prefer that they come in and, and shelter in a warm place where there's some food and some supports if they need it. Absolutely. You know what, Ian, when you take a look, I've been reporting on the news in Edmonton now for 20 years, uh, 21 years, and I've watched how the response to um, extreme weather and, and, um, and, and those who are homeless has changed over the years. I mean, we're, we're quite far and ahead of where we were, I would say, you know, 10 years ago, even five years ago. Um, 
but what more still needs to be done? I think we have to think about shelter differently, and I think we have to move away from a model that, um, you know, is a congregate shelter-based mm-hmm. approach where we just house people in temporary shelter over and over again, because then we'll just keep dealing with this every year. Every time it gets cold yeah. in the summer, we'll be dealing with encampments. Uh, we really need to look at a different model where we bridge people out of homelessness and into housing um, so that emergency shelter is truly for when people are in an emergency situation and it isn't their day-to-day sheltering option. Um, it's where you go when you're, you're in between or you're in crisis. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, then you get out of that and you're back in into the housing system. So I think that's the big thing that needs to change. And I think those are the conversations we're having now is mm-hmm. uh, we can do better and we can provide more dignified options for people uh, through hotel space, through uh, bridge housing, through um, uh, other options that are out there as opposed to sheltering, you know, 300, 400 a thousand people a night in a in a temporary kind of uh, situation. Uh, how optimistic are you um, that we are on the path to that? Given you know the mayor's plan to end homelessness, the the uh, the bridge housing plans that have been announced in the past couple of months. Uh, I mean, to be in the business that we're in, you got to be optimistic. So I'm hopeful, and um, I think I think we've made progress over the last year. Um, I think the intent of the city and and other government partners and and other agencies is to to push the needle even more, and we feel that we have to. Um, so I, I'm hopeful. But it's going to it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to have to we're going to have to think differently about how we engage with homelessness. We're going to have to treat it as a as a a, a whole society problem, not just a, a problem that, mm. you know, somebody's an individual's fault for being homeless. Yeah. It isn't that it's a failure on part of a broader society to ensure that people are safe. So. We're moving in that direction. I think COVID has sort of woken us up to a lot of different uh, things, uh, not just to homelessness, but other social uh, challenges. And I think uh, if we can keep that momentum um, to do things differently, I think I think we'll we'll do well. But it's on all of us to say, look, we just don't accept that people don't have anywhere to go when it's mm-hmm. when it's this cold, especially. But any time of the year, any time of the year. Yeah. Ian Matheson joining us this afternoon, the Director of Operations at Boyle Street Community Services. Ian, we we hear and and we read the news reports uh, when we're in cold weather like this about, you know, if if we see someone outside, uh, call 911 or call 211. I think um, some people are like, okay, well, when do I do that? You know, how do I know what to call or or, or when to call? What would you suggest uh, for folks who are listening, who who might be out. I know so many of us are at home and staying at home right now because of the pandemic, but those who are traveling, who might see somebody, you know, um, I, I think some people might be afraid to call. Yeah, don't be afraid. There's no harm in calling. You'll never get in trouble for uh, being a good Samaritan and looking out for uh, for your fellow citizen, nobody's going to be angry or upset with you. In fact, you're you're a hero if you do that. You're potentially mm-hmm. saving somebody's life, and it's and it's really simple. It's not you don't have to you know you could be driving past and see somebody that you think might not be okay, 
Um, and just call 211, let them know the location. They'll send somebody to go check it out. Call 911 if you're really concerned about that person. Um, it's not like you have to jump out of your car and put them, yeah. you know, like it's a pretty simple intervention. And, um, you know, uh, hey, if the person was fine and they didn't want help, what's the, you know, the worst thing yeah. is somebody pulled up in a van and said, hey, are you okay? Do you need help? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the best case scenario is you saved a life that day. And uh, you might never know, but you, you at least you tried and you did it. And uh, so, yeah, we really encourage people to look out for each yeah. other when, when they're out there. And just uh, if you're walking, just ask people. If you see somebody that looks not all right like they're lying on the ground and it's minus 30 ask them are you okay awesome. you need some help i can call somebody for you and um people are generally really appreciative and and you're a hero then right um and so we rely on on just everyday citizens to to take care of each other out there ian before i let you go is there anything else that uh, we can do to to help right now um do you need uh, donations do you need warm clothing anything like that to, you know what would what else would you be asking from edmontonians right now yeah that's i mean edmontonians are so generous and i know people are are struggling themselves many folks listening right now but if you do have the ability to help um there's really two things you can do um agencies and nonprofits are under a lot of financial strain because we get our funding from governments who in turn are struggling and so if you can make a donation um, if you're able to that's incredible um, but if you want to do an in-kind donation um, you know uh, you can reach out uh, uh, we can get those those warm supplies to the people who need it particularly through Tabinawa or or the convention center rollout yeah. Um, and the best way to do that, a lot of people like to donate clothes and things, uh, is to go to the Bissell Thrift Shop and mm-hmm. drop them off there, and then they'll redistribute them back to, to all the shelters. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to make a donation, you can go to any of the inner city agencies' websites, boilstreet.org or Bissell, um, Mustard Seed, uh, Bent Arrow. They, they can use those donations. So um, pick the agency that you want to support and um, we can certainly, we could certainly use it and we would be deeply appreciative of any help that anybody can give. And Ian. even if it's just a shout out, we love that too. So. <laughs> Ian, uh, you know, I always enjoy our conversations. Uh, you always, um, uh, y- you just have such a great perspective and, and you give us lots to think about. And I think that is really, really important as we as we move forward um, with the city's plan to end homelessness. And I want to thank you and your team for the work that you do every day, but especially during this weather. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, Jalen. We we really appreciate the support. Take care. That's Ian Matheson checking in this afternoon, the Director of Operations at Boyle Street again. Gloves, socks, underwear, toques can all be dropped off at the Bissell Centre Thrift Shop. It's 8818 118th Avenue. You can also make a donation online. All right. We know about the financial impact of COVID. We're learning more about the physical impact of it. But what about the mental aspect of a positive diagnosis?